Linda McHenry, host of The Writer's Voice. And today's guest is Lee Perry, who writes Cozy Paranormals. How are you, Lee? I'm doing very well. How are you? I am just fine. Now, I love your series and I love your character. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your most recent book, which was Skeleton Stuffs a Stocking. And that's what, number six in the series? That's number six. Uh, the series features uh, Georgia Thackeray. She's an adjunct English professor and a single mother. She moves back home to a small Massachusetts college town, moves back in with her parents, and also has to confront the family skeleton, which is a skeleton. <laughs> his, name is, his name is Sid. He walks, he talks, and he's been George's best friend since she was six years old. I love Sid. <laughs> Sid Sid's unusual, I will admit. He's been uh, in the, the skeleton stuff, the stocking. George's daughter goes out with the dog. The dog comes back with a human bone in its mouth. They think, oh no, the dog's got a hold of Sid again. <laughs> they go up to apologize. It turns out it's not Sid's bone. They think that a, a more traditional skeleton, the dead kind. And that gets them started on finding the, this particular case. I just love the uniqueness of the characters. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, it's, I think we need more humor. Tell us about paranormal, because again, the, the skeleton issue is paranormal, and the humor. I think the, putting the two of them together is really incredibly unique. I like the paranormal because I like just a touch of, of stuff, as opposed to something like a pure-out urban fantasy, which is all a very fantastic world. I love reading those, but when I'm writing, I like throwing in just a piece of paranormal. I think I was brought up watching a lot of Bewitched, and I Dream of Jeannie. Uh, the Ghost of Mrs. Muir. Oh yeah, all love those that TV one. Shows were normal life being made crazy because of a paranormal element. And that's what I did with Sid. He's the only paranormal thing in the book. There's no ghosts. He doesn't believe in ghosts. <laughs> There's no witches, nothing else. It's just Sid. Other families may have Sids in their attics, but they don't tell anybody. So how would we find out? That's right. I mean, lots of families can have all kinds of things like this going on. One reason I gave her Sid when she was young was because when you're six, you think everything your family does is normal. And it's really not till, gosh, high school, sometimes even college, you start to realize, like, you know, not everyone's got a skeleton in their attic. That's odd. Well, and if you keep it a secret, it would only be normal for her to think everybody else is keeping secrets about their sure. skeletons or whatever. I grew up with six grandparents. Oh, my. Because my mother's parents divorced and remarried. It was so long before I was born. I just never thought about it to the point where one time someone was telling me about their grandparents, a guy I was dating, and he went through four, and I'm waiting for him to talk about the other two. <laughs> Because yes. that's normal to be. You know, that's so true. And everybody's life experiences are different. And yes. I have a brother who believes in paranormal. He believes in ghosts. And he's been in houses where he swears there are ghosts. And a lot of us have, like you said, different experiences, different reasons to believe. And what's normal for you or me may not be normal for somebody else. Absolutely. I, I tend to be more of a skeptic about these things. But if someone can give me some evidence, I'm all for it. Like you, right. Yeah, I'm open-minded yeah. about it. So you've written this series and you reinvented yourself a couple of times. Why don't you talk about that? Because I know so many people start out writing one thing and maybe they lose a publisher or, you know, for whatever reason, they need to be writing something else. So tell us about that. My first book came out in 1993. I was writing under my real name, which is Tony L.P. Kellner. Lee Perry is the L.P. That's where that all comes from. Um, and I wrote eight books in the Laura Fleming series, which was a series set in a small North Carolina mill town with a large extended family, which was very much based on my mother's family and her people who live up near Hickory, North Carolina, in mill towns. That was my first series. 
And that was fun and that did well for a while, but I, about the eighth book, I was kind of wearing down on the series. It was, it was one of those unusual mutual times to end mm -hmm. where I said, I kind of like to write something different. My editor was like, yeah, I think it's time for you to write something different. They didn't drop me and I didn't drop them. It was kind of mutual, which was nice. Mm -hmm. It felt like this was the right time to do it. Yeah. Uh, so then I wrote the Where Are They Now series, still as Tony Kellner. And that was mm -hmm. a Boston-based freelance entertainment reporter who specialized in stories about the formerly famous, mm -hmm. all those Where Are They Now stories. And that ran for three books before that was canceled. At the same time I was doing those, I was also editing urban fantasy anthologies with Charlene Harris. So it's like going in two different directions and yeah. different parts of the field at once. And I think that's what got me kind of thinking, maybe I should do something more paranormal, because I wrote stories for each of our anthologies. They were always mysteries, but there were more dead people involved. Yeah. They, were, they started out dead. The first one was about a vampire, so he was dead at the beginning. <laughs> so I did that. I re was doing the anthologies for a while, and then... Once those ended, it was time to do something new, and I thought, well, I was going to try to do a Paranormal Cozy series, and that's when I switched to Lee Perry, because it was a new direction for my mysteries, and it was kind of a fresh start, and then along the way, I've been doing short stories all the way through. You've done lots of short stories, too, haven't you? Yeah, I've had three come out this year, which is a, which is a glory year for me. That's good. So with the cozies, okay, cozies are really hot right now. Why do you think cozies are so popular? Um, they're comforting. The way I figured out is something that any mystery is fighting against chaos. This is my uber theory, my fancy theory, that everything is fighting against chaos. In a noir or a darker kind of book, they're only staving off chaos for a little bit. In a cozy, however, they fight chaos and they win at the end. There's, even if it's not completely happily ever after because, you know, someone's dead. Mm -hmm. It starts out where the, the cozy world is, is interfered with. It's broken by this murder, which is messing things up. And throughout the course of the book, you find out a lot of bad stuff, perhaps. But at the end, you know who the murderer is. There is justice and, and order is restored. And I think especially right now with all the, the pandemic stuff and just confusion and, and social unrest, I think people find it particularly comforting to escape everything. And you think that has a role in why people, why series books are so popular now? Because, again, the comforting of knowing the same people and, and having an idea of the direction. A little bit about that. I also heard, I read an article I thought was interesting. I can't remember where, unfortunately, where I, a lot of people had thought that with people with so much less time, because they're working so many more hours, it seems, that the short stories would be more popular. In fact, the opposite is true. People want a longer book because if they're going to make the um, make that commitment and take that time out, they want a long experience. And a series just stretches that out. Right. And if they have the investment in the character, they know the character is going to come back yeah. and, and they can continue that investment. Makes sense to me. And with the mystery, I think it works well because you can keep the focus of any individual mystery on the mystery involved while growing the character over, as a character arc over the course of many books. Yeah. Or hopefully many books. We'll see. <laughs> as many books as you can. Right. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, too, when you reinvent yourself, I know for me with my writing, I usually have a couple different things going because I write as my day job. So I do writing in the insurance industry. And then when I do other stuff, I've always had two or three different projects going. So for me, it keeps my interest. It keeps it fresh for me, though, because I if I have a an issue with one, I'll put it aside. I'll work on something else and I'm usually able to work it out. And so I, I think the reinventing and the, and the writing different things. A lot of people like that, although you do have some fans who only like, you know, one kind of book that they want to read. And that's why, like you said, you, you chose a, a different name for the paranormal. You think that's really important for writers if they are reinventing themselves that they should or they should not? What advice do you have about using different names for different types of writing? 
Well, part of it, it was the reinforcement, but there's also a lot of it to do with, with the marketing sales aspect because the last Tony L.P. Kellner books had not sold all that well. The anthologies had done great, but the mm -hmm. novels had not done as well. In order to kind of shake that track record, it was easier to start with a new name. The mystery booksellers know it's me. There's no secret about it. Yeah. My publisher, Gabe, to Amazon says, Lee Perry, who is also Tony Kellner, there was never a secret. Right. The buyers for the big box bookstores, Mm -hmm. They would look at the track record. They'd say, well, she only sold X numbers as Tony Kellner. We won't buy that many next time. Oh, Lee Perry, that's a new author. Okay, what the heck, we'll buy some. Yeah. And it helped. Well, I mean, the sales were better for the, for the Lee Perry than they had been. Basically, all you did is you rebranded yourself, right? I mean, isn't that really what it is? And, and I think a lot of people, you know, will talk about, oh, well, I don't want to change my name or they, you know, one series ends and they have another series with a different publisher. And I've heard a lot of people get upset about having to use a different name, but it's really just a form of rebranding. It didn't bother me. Whatever will help sell the books on it. Yeah, yeah. And it's also your name. So, I mean, you can always use yeah. your grandmother's name or your own name or your middle name or do something, something of that nature. So tell us about what you have coming up in the works. I've been working on, not as productively as I would like, but I'm working on a new series, which is kind of a cozy mashed up with the caper. Oh, cool. We're a former uh, con artist and she's retired many years ago. She's got a daughter, another single mother. And she's, you know, given up being a con artist to raise her child and she's a widow. And now she finds that due to circumstances, she's kind of picking it back up, but only for the force of good. Think of kind of as a leverage meets Miss Marvel. <laughs> cool. And I love the idea of a female con artist because whenever you read about them, they're almost always men, aren't they? That's true. You do see a lot more men than women. Yeah. Although yeah. some of the best ones I've read about were women. So there you go. Cool. All right. Well, Lee Perry, thanks for joining me. Hope to see you again sometime soon. Folks can visit you on your website at leeperryauthor.com, and that's L-E-I-G-H. Yes. Perryauthor.com. And you're all over social media, so folks can see you there as well, right? Right. Spending more time there than writing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you do what you have to do to get through it. How much is this going to help you moving forward? You never know what you're going to pull with you through the hard times. That's true. Take it easy. Thanks so much for joining us. Hope to see you again in the future. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.